some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. Yeah, they bleep that out. What do y'all think? We're just going to talk like pigs on here, guys? You never know. All right. Uh, Again, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jacob Keene and Nick Antonucci, and we've been talking about various things. Uh, All right. uh, We do have some questions from our listeners. Uh, We've got one here. Will from Marietta writes, uh, between all the available low-cost ETFs out there and mutual funds that charge fees, why should I even bother looking at mutual funds? I'm a beginning investor, but I need some. Uh, but I, but it seems the ETFs would be a better deal. Um, ETFs uh, are almost always going to be passive management, meaning that they just find an index that they like and they try to limit uh, any what they call tracking error. They try to to have a return similar to. Um, the index, and probably the most common one is the S&P 500, right? Right. Yep. So they can charge limited fees. They don't have to pay analysts behind the scenes. All they're trying to do is attach, um, you know, their portfolio in some manner to the S&P 500. Uh, it, it, most of these are available in the market on large scale, uh, so the companies that provide them make plenty of money, even at the four to six basis points that you see them offered. But passive is not always the best. Uh, if you if you invest passively, you will never beat the S and P 500. If, sure. If your ETF is supposed to be following that, um, so active management you get the you get the benefit of a of a professional, an investment professional who is going to uh, be able to foresee things coming down the road and, and uh, potentially adjust your portfolio so that you don't get impacted as heavily as the overall in, uh, index might uh, in a downturn. Or they can go just the opposite direction if they think that uh, plenty of growth is in the market. They can actually step in and do that. So, you know, I think a lot of people focus only on the fee. And, sure. and right. if the fee, usually the, the returns are reported on a, a fee-adjusted basis, meaning that it's after fees. So if you've got a mutual fund that outperforms whatever index, you know, is the closest to them, uh, is it not worth paying them a little bit of money when in reality you're still going to be outperforming the index? I, I would have to say absolutely. Yeah, and you, you mentioned to the downside. That's when I personally, in my own account, feel more comfortable paying an active manager. If I think things are late cycle, the valuations look expensive, and I can buy an actively managed mutual fund that I think is going to uh, you know, select securities um, in a more defensive manner, um, I, I tend to recommend active management in those sorts of times. I mean, you're never going to time the market perfectly, right? But you know, you, you can get a pretty good sense of when you're late cycle in the economy, and maybe I, I, I'll I'll pay the money to have an active manager. Yeah, and it's not just for timing purposes. There's others. In our last segment, we took a listener question about ETFs. If you would like to have your question answered on the air, you can contact us at uh, our hotline number 1-855-429-9166 you call in leave your message we play the message on the air and answer right behind it Uh, you can also call and talk to our producer kelly lynn Uh, the number is 770-429-9166 ask for the radio show and uh, you would be able to get on there Um, 
or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, or go to our website and find useful information to answer your financial estate planning um, what else might be on there? Uh, asset management, investment advising type questions. Um, <clears throat> so when we last spoke, we were answering this question from Will from Marietta about ETFs. I'll read it again. He says, between all the available low-cost ETFs out there and mutual funds that charge fees, why should I even bother looking at mutual funds? I'm a beginning investor, but it seems that ETFs would be a better deal. If all you look at is fees, you're going to say absolutely that's that's the better deal but uh as we mentioned um you know the exchange traded funds generally just follow an index there are some that are active um yeah i think this whole argument is kind of nuanced and that of course a mutual fund on average with higher fees is probably going to underperform the benchmark but there are good managers out there and i feel like with everyone moving into passive management these etfs it's there's a day of reckoning coming absolutely yeah there's certainly a day of reckoning coming and so uh, we continue to favor active management active management in in our eyes means that the businesses are being fundamentally valued right and there's some rooting in you know economics whereas if you're just blindly buying let's say in the case of the s&p 500 500 companies without looking at any of them right you may think you're well i'm just getting participation in the economy but it might the reality might be that you know a quarter or a half of those companies are overvalued sure and you you may by being passive be driving that overvaluation yeah yeah and, and furthermore just kind of from from our perspective the way we invest anyone who knows us and is familiar with our investment style we focus on what we call you know high quality companies companies with strong financials predictable earnings strong balance sheets and as you said, when you don't do fundamental analysis, you're essentially buying everything regardless of the price, the price and, w and what the, the quality, what the quality right. of that those stocks are. Sure. And uh, you're going no, to the grocery store and just taking your arm across the shelf yeah. right. and right. putting it all in the basket. Right. And you, when you get home, you'll eat what you need and let the rest spoil. Right. The ca the one caveat I do have is what we've seen lately is there has been a rise of in these sort of unique ETFs that do isolate a factor, sure. maybe low volatility or high dividend yield. And those can be effective ways if you have, you know, a, a limited amount of money sure. to, you know, get exposure to sure. a certain yeah, you know, by investment. no means are we saying etfs are bad products we utilize no, them in our portfolios absolutely. there's just a there's a there's a, a particular we, use for them that, that right. we see and we don't just buy classes. them and hold them forever either i right. mean right. as you guys said um you know economic conditions drive our opinion even on certain markets and you know if you want uh there's there's been several sectors that we've used uh exchange traded funds for for quite a long time uh, when the sector is a very small piece of the S&P 500 and you want exposure to all of the uh, all of the sectors, but, you know, outside of buying a fistful of companies to get 3% of your portfolio where yeah. it doesn't make sense. We'll Let's look at other assets yeah, too, like gold. If you want gold exposure, yeah, how yeah. else are you going to get gold exposure? Yeah. Right? Cost effects what are you going to buy bars of gold and stack them in your, in your uh, bathroom and hire right. a guard to stand at the door? Maybe you might. Oh no, that's not the way to do it. You should. Do you that. could just Exchange put them on your, put it on your teeth. 
That's well, true. Right. So I can I have a grill. I'd be, I'd how be much even can cooler you put in there, there though? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I want a full bar, like I don't think my mouth can handle that. Well, you that could do, you could do the teeth, the ears, the eyebrows. The oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Piercing. Around gold, my neck. Yeah. Jewelry. Gold chain. Yeah, you can do all kinds of bracelet watch. watch. So we've wandered off on a foolish path, but uh, getting back, uh, the, the, <laughs> says, the says homegrown tool. furniture man. <laughs> the, hey, I mean, you know, it's entertainment, right? <laughs> this is entertainment too. Me making fun of you guys uh, is entertaining to agreed. me. Agreed. I mean, okay. Agreed. Anyway, the the. Uh, uh, the way that it works, though, is the mutual fund performance is after uh, those fees. So, you know, don't don't be afraid of of what's going on. You do have a have a professional and many of them do have long track records of of uh, significant performance uh, to the point that it overcomes that fee that you're being charged uh, enough that you actually will still beat the market. So. Um, you know, you get a diversified portfolio with both an ETF or a mutual fund. The one thing uh, you guys mentioned is how we do at Hensler Financial. Now, yeah. what we generally do is create a, a separately managed account, which is kind of a financial industry term. Um, it, it's kind of like creating a mutual fund for for every individual that walks through the door. Uh, we do have across yeah. the board, you know, many that are very similar. So, you know, many of our clients are going to own the same things if their risk tolerance uh, is is um, similar. And it's a cool experience for the clients because they can look at their brokerage account instead of just showing the one mutual fund. Right. Yeah, see every Here's the, all stock. the stocks. Here's the stocks that we own. Yeah, and we don't charge the, you know, the big fee on top of that. No. It's, it's all included in our advice from start to finish, you know, right along with financial planning and everything else we offer. So, um, again, you know, our number, if you're interested in something like that, 770-429-9166. If you want, you could call and ask for Troy. I can help you get to the right person or, you know, maybe we're the right folks for you too. If you call and ask for Big Bear, no one's going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, Big Bears. Yeah, they won't. By that time, he probably has another nickname. Oh, so. I'm sure. Yeah, it happens frequently on a week by week basis, I think. But uh, yeah, you know, you're maybe, right, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> See, there we go again. Uh, one thing I did want to touch today: um, <clears throat> we've talked a lot about interest rates lately. Uh, I looked before the end of the year. Uh, we're expected to get another rate cut um, from the Fed. About an 82% chance of a of a cut by their, end of their de- yeah, end of their December meeting, uh, 25 basis point point uh, 0.25% cut. Uh, I had a question this week: What keeps us from being driven to negative interest rates like they're seeing in Europe? Uh, either of you guys want to take a whack at that? I mean, the thing is. Uh, we've we've seen Japan manage their central bank their their uh, monetary policy in this manner for quite a long yeah, time. It's, sure. it's absurd. And how much growth has it generated? Well, that's very, the thing. Well, very I, little. I think it's Japan. a very real possibility. But I would go back to that in that look elsewhere in the world where negative interest rates exist right now. What has it truly done? It doesn't seem to help. The theory behind it is you you make interest rates low. Uh, it, it lowers the cost of capital for businesses and makes it a, a easier for corporations to earn a profit. And it and that drives uh, economic growth. I, I feel like, I, I mean, I could, I could talk forever on this, but I feel like my perspective is 
there's not really much of a transmission mechanism between the asset markets and the actual consumer, right? The everyday person. So basically we'll grow debt to a certain level, things will go rough, right? And then we slam rates lower each time. Right. At a certain point, we're like, oh, we're up against a zero bound. Well, maybe not. And basically that's just an effort to reflate asset prices. Well, most of the people in the world don't have most of their wealth tied up in financial, financial assets. assets. Right. So the the money that you're injecting that the central banks are creating is not actually sloshing around in the economy. It's right. just landing on a select few balance sheets as, you know, just a, a, an extra zero sure. in a sense. So I think it's we saw the Trump tax cuts where it was like fiscal policy was starting to pick up the baton. I think if if we're going to avoid that future of, you know, very low interest rates, negative interest rates. It's going to have to be fiscal policy. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, uh, we thank you for listening. You've been listening to Money Talks. Uh, I say the market's up this week. This week? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. This week? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Market's up. There we go. Thanks for listening. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.